Here's the big question. Quick in the game podcast. If you're looking to change your family tree, redefine an industry, reach new limits, or live an unconventional life, how are, how are you setting yourself up to guarantee this will happen? This podcast is going to cut through all the cliche, cookie cutter, and conventional recommendations about finance, business, and life, and give you the tips you need to get the outcomes you want while playing your game. I'm Dan Nicholson, and this is, is, is the Rigging the Game podcast. Rigging the Game Welcome to the Rigging the Game podcast. I'm your host, Dan Nicholson, and today we're going to talk about the concept of financial readiness. So just to step back uh, a moment, I want to, uh, to share with you a couple things that I've mentioned some of this in, uh, in previous episodes, uh, but uh, last year in, in October, uh, I guess depending on when you listen to this, last year might be a, a relative term. So in October 2018, started having some, some health issues and... Uh, started with this ocular migraine, and then I had this eye twitch, and then these muscle spasms, and uh, weight gain. And, and if you want to hear more about the weight gain, you should listen to the two Oreo principle uh, episode. Um, and so I started this when I got this ocular migraine, which I'd never had one before. I go to my my uh, primary care doctor, and and in addition to sort of the ocular migraine, I had like this itchy, itchy skin, and kind of this like uh, bounding chest, and I go in and I see the doctor, and I tell him all that, and he goes like, "Okay, have you thought about lotion for the itchy skin?" It's like, "Yeah, yeah, I've thought about lotion for the itchy skin, um, and for the for the headache and, and like the stomach stuff. If you if you had considered relaxing, if you tried sleeping a little bit more, it's like, yeah, yeah, I've tried that stuff. Thank you, thank you. Uh, not particularly helpful." Uh, to me, it's like if if someone came to me and and they said, "Hey, I'm running low on cash," and if I said, "Like, well, if you thought about spending less," it's like, "Hey, thanks. That's that's super helpful. I really appreciate that that pro tip from you." Um, and so I was pretty pretty frustrated because I had never had this ocular migraine before. I'd never had like a bunch of itchy itchy skin and these other symptoms that were manifesting. So uh, to me, something serious felt like was going on. He ultimately sends me down to the to the op- ophthalmologist. This is at a center where they've got uh, all the kind of professionals in w- in one building, and so I go down there and I get my eyes looked at, and and the the ophthalmologist says like, "Hey, that yeah, these ocular migraines, man, they suck. Yeah, uh, sorry you got one of these, but you know what? You got uh, better eyes than ninety percent of my patients, and uh, so I don't I don't really know what to tell you." Uh, but maybe you're going to need to see a neurologist if this doesn't, like, go away. And so I'm sitting there, like, first off, a little freaked out about, like, the neurologist thing. And then also I'm thinking, like, I saw the waiting room, and I'm younger by, like, 40 years on average of what's in the waiting room. So saying that I've got, like, eyes better than 90% of your patients, like, the reference point that I have right now is is that I'm a lot younger, so I probably should. I don't know what this means to have uh, – I don't have all the, the data. And so I got pretty frustrated, and so then I sort of started going down this own my own path to like unpack all this. And so the the challenge with uh, medicine often I find is that it's inherently a group group indexing concept. And so what I mean by that is that I'm being pooled in with other other people like me, so men close to 40 years of age who have a lot of stress or high stress job. And so, based off this fact pattern, that there's an, an like almost a mental 
flowchart or checklist where they go like, okay, well, here's the first thing that we pick off and here's the next thing and so on and so forth. And you work down that ladder, but it's all based off averages of what other people have had. And uh, the problem is I don't want to be based off of averages. It's not helpful to me to be told, hey, have you thought about lotion and have you considered sleeping more and trying to chill out a little bit? Like that wasn't necessarily helpful, but I do understand that conceptually on average, my symptoms align with someone who's having like some anxiety issues or isn't getting enough sleep. Like conceptually, I understand that, but it's never been an issue before. And, and, uh, I wanted to dig deeper. So, uh, and if I had something more serious, like cancer or something, I wouldn't want them to go like, Hey, well, here's on average what someone with cancer would do here. I'd want something very specific to my situation which is this other concept, which is personal indexing. Personal indexing is this idea of looking at your own specific data. You're not being grouped against other people. In my case, not being grouped against uh, middle-aged men with stress who are uh, not getting enough sleep. I, I want to know, based off my specific fact pattern, my specific DNA, et cetera, what's going to be the best treatment plan for me. So that's personal indexing versus uh, group indexing. And probably the best uh, uh, analogy that I've seen yet of this concept of, of personal indexing is an aura ring. And uh, I don't have mine on uh, today to show you, but an aura ring basically is a ring that you wear that has some biometric sensors inside of it, and it tracks your sleep. And so it looks at uh, when you fell asleep, uh, what your uh, how much REM sleep you had, how much deep sleep that you had, and several other factors, and it gives you a daily sleep score. And then it also gives you a daily readiness score. And readiness includes your sleep score, but it includes some other factors like your daily activity, uh, your resting heart rate while you were sleeping, how quickly it took your heart rate to sort of stabilize, what your respiratory rate is, what your body temperature is. And so it gives you this sense of how uh, ready you are to take on the day. And uh, over time, because it's compiling data about me, it's getting more and more accurate. And then it starts making these suggestions about what I can do differently, which is, for example, I get the most amount of deep sleep if I go to bed between 9.15 and 10.15. I also get the most amount of deep sleep if I read for 30 minutes before I go to bed and I don't watch TV, and so on and so forth. But it calibrates over time, and I can see how the activities and things that I'm doing on any given day then impact my sleep, which then impacts how I feel uh, the next day and so on and so forth. And so it's inherently a personal indexing concept. Well, uh, turns out we can do kind of the same thing with our finances. Uh, we need to be able to separate out uh, what, is, what, what is the unique rhythm of our business versus uh, what is sort of an industry trend or economy thing uh, that exists. Economic thing, economy thing. I don't know what I'm doing with that. Um, and so uh, what I mean by that, uh, to sort of elaborate uh, further, is that, uh, and I'll just go back to the aura ring for a moment, which is that I know that, say, on 4th of July, I'm not going to sleep very well because a bunch of fireworks are going off and my neighbors are trying to blow their hands off. And so it's going to be really loud all night. And in fact, they're going to do it for like the next week or two. So I'm not really going to sleep well that, that time of year because it's just loud out. That's not really a, a decision that I've made per se. It's just a rhythm that's going to exist for me every year. 
Uh, separately, I know, and I figured this out when I was going through all the health issues, that I have a dairy intolerance. And so if I eat dairy, I'm going to have terrible sleep for days, like two to five days. My sleep is going to be 20 to 30% worse in terms of deep sleep and a few other factors, right? And so in other words, I can separate out what is a rhythm that exists based off time of year or just based off my own body versus what is a decision that I'm making that's impacting the quality of my sleep and to some degree quality of life. So I can separate the two. And in other words, one bucket are things that I can't really control and one bucket are things that I can control. The same thing exists with your finances, that based off time of year, there is a natural rhythm of how much money you might have in your account based off your spending habits. Uh, and then and we need to be able to isolate what is the natural kind of rhythm to your finances versus decisions that you're making. In other words, uh, are there things that you did, decisions that you made, that are uh, changing the, your financial performance relative to previous months or previous years? And uh, if they are, if if they are just a rhythm thing, if it's just something that happens this time of year every year, uh, guess what? You can't really do much about it. But if it is. Uh, a financial performance issue that's rel relative to d decisions that you're making, then those are the things that you want to change or try to change, right? And so if we can separate the them into two different buckets, then we can isolate things that we can't, can control versus things we can't control. If we can't control it, we just kind of need to adjust accordingly. Hey, things are going to be leaner this time of year, which means that don't have a panic attack, we always come out of it, but also, so don't over adjust and over course correct, uh, just accept that's how it is and plan accordingly knowing that's gonna happen. But if we have new volatility or new issues because of decisions we're making, that's what we actually wanna tackle. And oftentimes folks haven't thought about the rhythm thing versus decisions and they're always trying to solve every problem. We need to be able to separate out what's an actual problem versus something that's not. You can't rig the game to win if you're trying to solve things that are unsolvable. We need to just hedge that risk uh, and focus on what we can actually solve. That's the concept of financial readiness, which is understanding uh, your actual volatility, your actual rhythm, just like your body has its own rhythm. We need to find out your actual financial rhythm so that you know how financially ready you are to take on uh, other challenges, or maybe you need to contract. But if you don't know how financially ready you are based off your rhythm and based off decisions you're making, you can't really make the best decision. You just have a lot of uncertainty that exists and a lot of powerlessness that really exists. So that's financial readiness. More on that to come. Uh, thanks so much. Thank you so much for tuning into the Rigging the Game podcast. You can find show notes and much, much more at www.riggingthegame.com. And remember, you get to set the rules for how you play this game of life. So if you make the rules, why not rig the game to win? Thank you.